Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, and here's the news from this past week. Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain has come out, and fans are raving about it across the internet. Most people haven't been talking online because of how busy they are playing the game. A new Symphony of the Goddess concert is coming to Dublin, and a discount price is available if you check down below. New screenshots of costumes from Triforce Heroes has, have been revealed in a new Japanese trailer, as well as the information that 32 stages will be available in the game and plenty more, so check out down below for all the information. Nintendo of America has announced that the 8-bit Mario Amiibo will only be available at first with a Wii U bundle. And sports entertainment company ESPN is hiring a gaming reporter as well as a VR engineer. More on that down below. All of that and more happened this week. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is once again Adam, and that opening theme was brought to you by Brendan and Company. They always are happy to help us out with our opening theme songs. So thank you to them. And our closing theme for this week, as always, will be the Year of Time remix by Jish. Thank you to everyone who sent in their fan topics, theme song submissions, everything like that. If you want to send your own, please send it to ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. For the third time, my name is Adam, and this week I'm joined by... Arriving from Mother Base, it is your boy Punished Chris. How are you, how are you doing, guys? What's going on? Hey, it's Jeff. I'm having a pretty good day. Don't mess it up, Chris. Why didn't you say solid, <laughs> Jeff? Uh, and I'm the puppy from Metal Gear Solid because I learned there's a puppy, and I think it's the best thing ever. You mean your D dog? D dog, D Jeff. And it's uh, like DJ. Um, am I going out? Am I going? Yeah. Out? Yes. <laughs> Hi, and I'm Dan Jones. And uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Other than, <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Jones. A returning <laughs> member of the uh, or member friend uh, of the podcast. Hi. I think he's the first returning guest. No, well, I don't think back. so. Cassie's been. I'm been the here best. <laughs> yeah, Cassie came back twice. And let's got Dan as the first. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cassie, if you're listening. I apologize for Jeff's, you know, forgetfulness. Oh. <laughs> Title has been revoked from Cassie. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. No uh, problem, Adam. So, what have you guys been playing this past week? A little game called Metal Gear Solid Five Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I even ask? Uh, that is actually, I wasn't, I, there was a slight chance I might have not went and bought the game because I would have bought Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember you were talking to me about that. I, I did, and I made my decision, and I actually, I almost messed up because when I went, I bought my game at, uh, the retail store GameStop. Um, and when I went in there, I said, you know what, guys, let me, give me a copy of your finest video game. And they opened their drawer, and they pulled out Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm like, okay, sweet. Um, except when I got, I, I took the game and I, I went to work right after I couldn't go home yet. Um, and then I opened my bag and I looked at the game and the cover art was dirty. Like they sold me a dirty game. I'm like, Oh no, this is the worst. So I had to wait like another six hours after I got home from work and I went to GameStop. I'm like, change it. And they said, okay, sorry. And then I got to play my game, but it, it's been great since then. That's good. And thank God you didn't have to play a dirty copy of the game and they could throw I, that one in the furnace. Like, I, it, it was like, 
there was this unnecessary amount of dirt on it, like in the actual cover, not just on the plastic. I had no idea what it was from. Like there was blood on it. There was a mustard stain. Wait, was it sealed and the dirt was underneath the ceiling? It was underneath the ceiling and underneath like the <laughs> Chris, plastic you cover. You could you missed an opportunity. You could have sold that. Yeah, you probably could have. So could have sold that and said this is special dirt from Hideo. Oh, he wanted me to have up. it. You know, actually, I was thinking like, what if there's only very few copies that are like messed up, sort of like that, just and they have something. Yeah, there's like an them. interview in has, five years where Hideo says there like were a dirt, there were the ticket, there were the dirt <laughs> copies of the Phantom Pain, and those had like uh, a secret mission in them. Where? Oh my god. Yeah, Chris, you missed out. You made a mistake. If I feel like that that crossed the back of my mind, I'm like, wait, what if there's something inside of here? Something very special. Something that I don't know. I Your life like I was probably Charlie would have been changed. Now you're probably just going to die getting hit by a bus or something. Yeah, uh thanks Adam. I appreciate that. You're welcome. But you're going to but you're going to finish Metal Gear Solid 5 first. <laughs> Before I'm gonna like spend like 200 hours on the game, Jesus. You're going to finish gonna the game. The you're going to watch the credits roll and then a bus is just going to crash through your wall. I mean, I'll it's die terrifying. happy, man. <laughs> It's terrifying. And in true comedic fashion, the exclamation point's going to appear above your head. <laughs> it's the best. Insert the sound effect here, post data. Oh, no. I don't know if the oh, no is for the bus or for the copyright infringement. Probably both. I mean... Probably all of them. Yeah, for for everything. Anyway. um, <laughs> What other games have everyone else been playing? Uh, well, I haven't started Metal Gear Solid 5 yet, so, um. <laughs> Why is I, that? I've Dan? actually been away for the past week, cause I went to PAX Prime. Um, oh, PAX you Prime. lucky and thing you. I honestly didn't get to play too much there. I did play the new Shovel Knight DLC. Wait, you went to a gaming convention and you didn't play any games? I only played two, but yeah. Adam, it's not honestly, really about... how many games did we get to play when we were at A3? Like five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five. Come on, man. I, I was there for other reasons, though, so <laughs> yeah. I still had a great time. You were there I for friends. I want to hear about Shovel Knight, but... I was there for friends. <laughs> oh, Dan, yeah, actually, I guess we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, uh, the, the Shovel Knight thing. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Dan, can, who, can I, who, who, uh, can I hmm? keep talking? <laughs> yeah, no, no, please. Yes, yes. I was about I'm to ask. All right. Um, so I also played the game Below, um, which is an indie game coming out. That okay. looks really. It honestly reminds me of when you play a RTS and you have like one unit and you have like that fog of war kind of thing leading through. Um, but very okay. like tough gameplay, very unforgiving, but looked great. And then uh, I waited in line for Dark Souls three, and I didn't want to wait for a few hours, so I left that line. Oh, yeah, that's sad. But that's about that's- it. Hopefully That's we'll okay. get to see you play it on a drunk stream one day. By the way, if you Sucks. if you like streaming, if you don't if you like games, if you like Dan's uh, sultry voice, uh, you can check out his Twitch stream. He plays games, don't you, Dan? I do. Yeah. Um, I haven't streamed in a while though, actually. Well, oh, think you should have a stream. Sometime. Start that up again. I enjoy your drunk Dark Souls. <laughs> I enjoy I just... your your not drunk. Uh, Life is strange. That was wonderful. Oh, dude. Life is strange. Life is strange. Isn't life strange, guys? It is. I enjoyed so Dan's no one tweets. Do life was gonna be this way? I don't know. Have you guys played uh, Life is Strange? Uh, I only started playing it after I saw you stream it. I was like, gotta play this now. Dude. I have been avoiding Phenomenal. it because it looks like something I want to play. So yeah, it's, it's one of those uh, games where I'm like, I just want to experience it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely fun- recommend it. 
yeah. I, I, I'm happy that you have given it your seal of approval. I will say it was very fun in experiencing it through Dan's eyes with, uh, I think Nicole was also in the chat. Friend. Yeah, Nicole's been in, uh, I think, like, episode two and on. Yeah, that, that okay. was wonderful. I gotta say, very entertaining. Uh, Nicole, I, thank I, you. <laughs> yes, it is, but it was wonderful. Very cool. Jeff, what have yeah. you been playing? Uh, 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 <laughs> that's my favorite game. Oh, I don't. Did you think hear about I... the new DLC coming out? It's called Hmm. Uh. <laughs> or that I think that's part of the season pass. Ooh. You know, I honestly don't think I've played any games this week. Dang, Jeff. Really? Oh, what happened? Yeah, right. I can't. I can't think of a single. Well, here's the thing. When I was uh, on the podcast for a few times in a row, I was talking about playing Kingdom Hearts, but now I'm in my new place and. My room, my former roommate who had the PS3 doesn't live with me anymore. So now I just had Kingdom Hearts 2.5 and nothing to do with it. Um, but I do have PlayStation. Okay. I guess I'll just talk about my future gaming plans then. Cause I feel like that's as relevant as I can get. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to be playing Bayonetta 2 soon. <laughs> I'm probably going to get back into Splatoon cause I want to try out the updated modes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be showing my roommate who doesn't have much gaming experience several of my games so that he can understand their wonder. And I'm excited for, uh, several games from this. I, I, in following PAX news, I know I am excited for several games coming this holiday season. Such as? Such as, uh, I'm actually not excited for Star Fox, like at all. <laughs> Nobody, I, I'm just not motivated. It's just, there's another. There's, there's a Wii U game. That's we coming played out it that's at E3, not... and I really liked it. But I I understand how you feel completely. I just I, heard I that everything that. was like, oh, I've been hearing that everything is underwhelming about it. I'm like, I played a Star Fox game before, and I wasn't a big fan. I played I played Star Fox 64, and I played uh, Star Fox Command, and I don't know. Neither of them really did. Did you play the demo E3? I no, I didn't get to play. You that. didn't. Okay. No. That explains it. Okay. I I guess. But yeah, I'm not excited for that. I mean, to be honest. When it comes to Nintendo's offerings for the fall, I'm I fall and winter. I'm actually not excited about any games. It's, it's kind of sad. Well, is no, Shovel Knight coming out? I feel sad for you. <laughs> well, okay, I'm I'm happy about Shovel Knight: Plague of Shadows, which is coming out this month. And when and is I'm happy Woolly about World? the retail release. Woolly World comes out in sometime October. I want to say okay. October. Um, and like I'm kind of excited. I, I'm interested in Mario Maker, but I don't know if I'll like rush to get it. Because no. I, I like the idea of just messing around and creating some interesting levels, but I think more of I'm just going to enjoy playing levels that other people have created. Mario Maker is Minecraft. Selfish. You're going to download more maps than you're going to make. Exactly. I think. I that... don't know. Whenever when I used to play Minecraft, I didn't download any maps. I just went around the world and just did my thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was well, you were playing way. it wrong. Uh, excuse me. I played on Jeff. multiplayer servers and built large buildings, and then realized that I was wasting my time, and then went outside and just stared at the grass for a while, and felt so much better about myself. Sun and just burned all the memories of that game from my eyes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I recently played uh, a couple games of uh, Mario Party Seven. Mario uh, Party Seven was the one before the Wii one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mario no, Party 6 was I, the last one for the GameCube. No, I 7 Mar- was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, 7 was. 
Are you sure? Yes, because uh, you had I, the microphone for seven, and I was literally playing it on a GameCube, so I don't think that I could fit the Wii disc in a GameCube. Oh, I was about to say, because I have Mario Party 8 for the Wii, and uh, I'm pretty sure that was the first one for the Wii. came out early yeah. on, I think. A little yeah, early. 7 was one of the last good ones. I know that for a fact. 8's pretty good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It has this like neat little microphone feature, which is really fun and surprisingly good. Like huh. it, it looks like a, a a piece of poop plastic, like stick with a button on it, and you're like, ah, oh, this can't pick so up anything. So matches you perfectly. Chris, you hurt my feelings. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm really, I'm actually really hoping that Amiibo Festival is Mario Party made better again. Yeah, that's what I was. That was why I was excited for it. But the problem is, like everyone said, it's just it's another way to sell a lot of Amiibo. But I think it's also funny because the people that I've seen react the worst to it are people that own the most Amiibo. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't see myself <laughs> buying the Animal Crossing it's, Amiibo. I might like, get K.K. Slider because he's K.K. Slider. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> eh. I just I have mean, the mental image of like people buried under piles of Amiibo being like, it's just a way to sell Amiibo. It's BS. They need like a Smash Bros. equivalent for a Mario Party party type game in general i feel like mario party 10 by the way speaking of amiibo we did that like episode and we were speculating about what the shovel knight amiibo could be or whether it was true or not and then immediately after we finished recording they had the yeah it was it was confirmed right after the podcast was done that was funny by none other than the the game grumps yeah that was was, a weird video yeah Uh, it was i i remember little I was I forget where I was watching or list like seeing tweets, but like Ross was saying how he he was scared about drop like breaking the prototype amoeba that they gave them. It was really. I'd be scared too. I'd be like super happy to hold it, but I'd also be like, "Don't touch too hard." I mean, he had to throw it in the video. I thought that was funny. I think it was a I think it was an interesting choice to use as an advertiser. Uh, the game grooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, YouTubers are getting popular now, so it's like, why not? You know, right, we'll, right. We'll get the most. We'll get popular Well, Nintendo's people. doing a, a really good job at trying to engage YouTubers. They did a huge uh, amount Mario of work Maker when thing. Smash was coming out, and now with Mario Maker, they have like the five super creators. Dan, you drew and the. I think you did it with Mario Kart as well. Uh, Let's yeah, play they, banner they, for that, exactly. didn't you? Sorry, what? You drew the uh, Beard Bros. Let's play banner for their Mario Maker preview series. Oh yeah, I draw all their thumbs. Yeah, it's very cute. Oh, thank you. That's excellent. I like your thumbs. Not, not the ones on your hands. I mean the the things that you draw. Hey, I got some pretty cool thumbs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Miyamoto appeared in a Smosh Games video, and I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but it was just so new to the fact that, like, okay, Nintendo is now getting involved with this community. All right, this is this will be one one heck of a ride. Yeah. yeah, and and then they start putting up, and then they made their YouTube rules with their games and such. I think yeah, but- it was like Pro Jared. I saw they made a tweet about like, uh, for people that want to make Mario Maker videos, uh, look out. And Nintendo like claimed all of his videos, so he no, make- it's um, it's it, it's a part really of their weird. it's a part of their plan, I think. Which no, it's not just that uh, Mario Maker makes sense that it's part of their content creator program because yeah. it's one of their games. Yeah, but beyond that, because of the similarities, a lot of people. Did you hear about this? There's like a weird thing going on with YouTube clips where. It'll say that you're infringing on someone else's video because there's a lot of similarities. I uh, mean, I that, something like that. That's weird. 
Like there's some, it looks like it's just going to be a big issue with people. I think it's just because of how simple the game is, game looks design wise. It's like, it's very easy to imitate the same exact motions that are going through. So like the video itself could look very similar. Maybe so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually, one of the most excited, I I know I said I wasn't really excited for anything in the fall, but, uh, the Shovel Knight, the whole situation surrounding the Shovel Knight amiibo, I am very excited about that just because it's an ex- it's an expansion of amiibo that I actually really like, and I think it's smart as opposed to like all the other amiibo decisions that Nintendo makes, as if everything's going really well. Well, everything's I mean, going well in terms of sales, but everything not- in terms of like trying to get amiibo. Yeah, I'm not gonna okay. lie. It was a pretty awesome decision of them to make to take their the indie studio that they help support to get their game on the Nintendo platform and make their character amiibo. It's all it's kind of awesome. Those feel really surreal for Yacht Club games. I'm just worried about the fact that, okay, it's popular character like Shovel Knight, so we all have to beware for scalpers because I don't feel like they're going to have enough right. uh, Shovel Knight to be Well, I would be cautious, but it's actually getting... Nintendo's not handling the, yeah, uh, uh, Yacht the Club creation of Shovel Knight. It. Not just Yacht Club, but the Shovel Knight Amiibo will be being made in the same air, uh, factory that creates Disney Infinity. Oh, okay. That's, so, you know, that's really interesting. So I'm going to yell at, yeah. uh, I'm going to yell at Nick personally and when you think every time (laughs) if i can't get one if you can't get one personally it's interesting to think about it though because we saw this at e3 that activision uh who owns the i'm I'm pretty sure activision is it they they own it's it's activision no no no, you're talking about skylanders skyline oh my activision is void is uh owned by avalanche avalanche studios activision no oh my gosh activision Activision owns disney infinity Disney Infinity's, all right, oh, but they don't make, the Skylanders and uh, the the people, uh, Disney Infinity's, they don't make them in I really the same hope factory. Avalanche is a subsidiary of Mountain Corp or something. Mountain Corp? Oh, Jesus, just, Adam. Just name and convention. I just think say? it'd be cute. Seriously? Um, um, yeah, Chris, I don't know if those two are made in the same factory. I don't imagine so. I, I, no, I thought I read, I thought they were all made, I, I mean, besides the Amiibos, but I thought the other two were because, like, they sort of have like older ties together. I don't know. It's weird. Nintendo's making ties with both companies now. Well, they've always had ties with Disney in a way, but like they recently started making more ties they with Activision. They don't have any ties with Disney. Uh, what are you I, talking about? Like in fa- as far as their figures and Disney no, no, not not, not, not fa- no, but like in terms of use of some properties, like because uh, well, Nintendo properties yeah. some are, have been used in Disney things, very small, but like it, it's been there. And yeah. So, uh-huh. I just I just think it's really funny, uh, not funny. I, I find it very interesting that like Nintendo is like, uh, partnering with all these other companies, um, you know, to broaden their like portfolio for their stuff. I don't know. I'm yeah, rambling. And to, be, at this and to point. be honest, and to be honest, the other thing about it is just that was such a surprising thing to see happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it makes me hopeful for like this holiday season because again. I'm not particularly excited about Nintendo, but the fact that they pulled something out like this that was very surprising and I didn't think was a real possibility um, really makes me happy and hopeful about what's what they have up their sleeves going forward. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys because uh, I've been saying. Oh, Adam, what are you playing? What am I playing? I said yeah, Mario Party Seven. Oh, just Mario Party uh, 7? Yeah. Uh, oh. Actually, I want to just mention a little bit more about Mario Party 7. Um, so, 
we played uh, a game, and you know how in Mario Party 7, there's like, I don't know if this is you guys, but I always had this like idea of Mario Party 7 where whoever's doing the best in the beginning, or even whoever rolls the highest at first, is, is destined to lose, while the person who rolled the lowest or is doing the poorest in the beginning is destined to win. Isn't that the rule for like all Mario Party games? Yes. It's the Nintendo yeah. principle. Yeah. yeah. I finally broke the curse. Oh, you rolled the worst, and you also were no. The I worst? rolled the best, and I also won the game. <laughs> I mean, that, that that makes sense too. So you're gonna start playing it competitively, gamble yes. a bit, yeah. You know, go gonna... to casinos, and well, I mean, I mean, just uh, get Mario Party in there. I mean, esports as a whole is getting more popular, so maybe I could, you know, maybe I could be like the esports be... gambling. I that could is be the... crazy. That is a thing. Oh my gosh, people... we we just we just thought of a thing. People guys. do, I'm sure. People do gamble on esports games. I know that people in smaller circles definitely do. Um, on, let, me, let me just preface this conversation. Uh, we don't necessarily support gambling. If you have a problem, there's a number. Call it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I just want to save our butts a little bit. I'm just going to give Dan Jones his number. Yeah. <laughs> just, just call this Dan. number. Dan's just going to speak to you very calmly. Just like I'm this. I'm going to hang up the phone on you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tell you to gamble it's your life like, savings. Yeah. Stop <laughs> calling me. I bet you can't. And then I hang up the phone. <laughs> bet you can't. And then the person just has no idea what to do. <laughs> bet me. What, what yeah. are the stakes? <laughs> That's for them to figure out. <laughs> sounds lovely. That's probably you're effective. You're horrible. Or fantastic. <laughs> we don't know till we try. Right. See? We're learning. <laughs> oh my god. Um but yeah, esports is becoming more uh it's becoming a bigger thing in the past couple of years especially. Uh ESPN is looking for their own esports analyst. I know Twitch TV has boomed. A lot of people, I know some people even from my school who got hired by Twitch to be part of their tournament organization and analyst teams. Uh, the guy and who, who started the gaming club at our school was one of those guys. Uh, I think a lot graduated. of, a lot of esports though, I know we were joking about like the whole gambling around uh, like the Nintendo mm-hmm. Mario Party. I think it's more around like things like, you know, the MOBAs, uh, like Call of Duty tournaments. Uh, so like first person shooters, MOBAs, something like more competitive and like, uh, right, more, right, of course. Um, not to like, say that Nintendo games aren't competitive. Well, hey, I mean, Adam. all competitive sports are the ones that are going to be the ones that are going to become... All competitive right. games hey, are going to be the ones that will become esports. Right. What's up, Jeff? You probably um, know this better than I do. Is there a esports equivalent of fantasy football? Yes, there is, actually. Oh, my God. Uh, there, there, I can't believe there is. There I was a, expecting like, I think a there's no a few gear. sites, actually. There's, a, there's one for Smash. I know that. Uh, you like there was one that was going on where you uh, for I think Evo last year, um, where you could choose like hugs, hungry box, uh, hungry box, uh, PPMD, uh, Mango, Mewtwo King. You could pick any of the top like eighty or so, uh, and you know add them to your fantasy team, and depending on how they did, you could uh, win. You could uh, rank higher or lower, and there was like a prize for winning first place. Um, but you had like That's a certain crazy. budget. To like hire certain people onto your team, and each person costed money based on their rank. So Mango was like the most expensive, but he's also the most likely to win. So you know you make your bets That's there, but cool. you want as many people on that list to win in order to score the highest. Huh? Yeah. Well, I really like what um, I like that other Nintendo games are starting to get in the field. The fact that Splatoon has its Splatoon is definitely making stri- strides. With, yeah, no, with a million dollar prize, that's 
pretty great for you know, a new, it, for, for a funny, brand new IP. It's funny because that's great, but at the same time, the amazing thing about esports is that that's such a small pot for a big like for a countrywide tournament. It is a small pot, but for Nintendo getting into an esports that's good. Uh, tournament yeah. with a brand new IP that's right. doing ridiculous. There was a report today about how well Splatoon is selling in Japan. It's actually outpacing uh, Smash Bros for Wii U. Oh my god! Like it hasn't sold more units, but Splatoon has been out for fourteen weeks. But it's been it's, it's, it's in been its like first fourteen faster. weeks. It sold more than Smash Bros did in its first fourteen weeks. And the weird and the interesting thing is Smash Bros had a much higher initial thing. Like mm-hmm. Smash Bros Day One or Week One was three times Splatoon's Week One, mm-hmm. but uh, and it stayed ahead for a few weeks. But then it like dropped fairly quickly to like seven thousand or four thousand. But Splatoon was like every week pumping out like at least twenty k. Uh, wow. units sold and it's still like around there and i think that's due i think that's just due to the good well that's con- also because the they content. keep adding a lot of new content yeah a yeah. lot of new content recently um i feel like every two weeks we're reporting on something new that's coming to the game as a new new guns new weapons and a lot of the time we miss stuff because there's so much stuff coming out that is going under the radar because of other big gaming news that's going on uh that i think that splatoon is and i think that nintendo is slowly starting to embrace it uh, as their do you big think we esports see, game. Do you mm-hmm. think we see more games that take that route where Nintendo says, hey, let's release this game in this, let's release this game, and then let's keep pumping out some free content each Oh, yeah, definitely. And I going. think that with uh, with the ch- recent changes in the company's structure, though, you might see that happening more and more often because they're looking to take a new direction, obviously, with a new sort of era for the company because, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of trying to revive, revitalize themselves. Uh, you know, after their recent, you know, the past couple of months, things that have been going on, they kind of want to, you know, take, they want to change their perspective on things and try to, um, you know, evolve with the times. Cause a lot of times Nintendo gets accused of being a dinosaur and I think honestly, it's very smart. Also, the other honestly, thing they were doing that's really smart. And I just want to throw this in there and we're not going to try, I don't want to get too much into it, but they're bringing, uh, we're going to get into it later, obviously. Uh, but the, uh, the new 3DS regular sized is actually coming to the, the US now finally. I saw that, but it's but be be clear it's it's only coming in the bundle with uh Animal Crossing. Um so what? It's, no, it's coming with Happy that's that's still right. fine to me. To, right. to me I they're just like they're too. including Happy Home with it. Right. I don't think anyone's going to be mad about that purchase. No, it's just it's still around 200 something dollars. I'm like Right, oh, right, well, right. But that's that sucks cuz I wanted to get it. Um yeah, I'm really I looking mean, forward to it's, that. It's it's the same price as what you get, pay for the other one, so the XL. Yeah, so well, I mean, the XL is two hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's the same price. Yeah, so it's not right, bad. but like the the regular one would be cheaper itself. It would be cheaper without the game, but maybe that's how yeah. Nintendo is going to go for it in the states. They'll just bundle it with games, and it'll be the exact same price as the XL. But the bonus yeah. will be that it comes with the digital. Well, the XL was always like game. twenty dollars more. Usually, it was only it, it was, was, it was I think it was a little more than twenty dollars. I remember seeing the XL regular was twenty dollars more than the oh, regular I'm uh, when I started sure. to look into it. Um, but anyway, let's get back to the topic of esports because I was really Wait, interested in uh, that. Wait, can I get one more thing about the content? Like, Sure, but we're going to be talking about the 3DS in depth more later. Okay, because it was a Triforce Heroes thing. We will talk later? about that. Yes. Okay, stay Promise. tuned. Okay. Um, but yeah, esports. Uh, the... <laughs> sorry. Uh... With Splatoon making a lot of strides, I think that Nintendo is seeing the viability of that market, and I think that uh, 
esports as a whole and alternative sports is just becoming a bigger genre as a whole. Uh, I think that it's definitely growing. And, I think uh, I think in the, within our lifetime, we're going to see people that actually have viable careers out of just. I mean, we're already seeing right now people like it's not a, a lot. We see a few. We see a couple yeah. hundred. I would say it, it's going to be really, year, but it's going to be really interesting seeing how it transitions with like you know the current, the the current the current sports genre how how it fits mm-hmm. in there like how the like the celebrities and and as well as like you know like the international games because I know there's like different leagues for games like you know League of Legends or mm-hmm. Dota and and Heroes of the Storm like you have like South Korean leagues Chinese leagues and you know American leagues and even in the UK so like seeing right. them all like come well, sort of like a big all-star game well actually going. also not only that but uh, a lot of collegiate leagues are starting to form up I know there's there's a there's a few schools in the US right now that actually have their own college teams and they are paying right um, scholarships which, to these players to play at their schools because they're trying who, to get. I'm sorry. Um, I I apologize. I, I want to. I don't know if you know this. Um, but do you remember when they did the Heroes of the Dorm tournament that appeared on an ESPN? I didn't. I, I remember I was, it, but I didn't watch it. There were two schools. Two very. One was very big. The other one I forget uh, that competed in that. I think one was like an Ivy League school that had a team. I was like, that's crazy. Wow. They won, yeah, they won like uh, tuition. Like money, I thought that was incredible. Won ten dollars each, and a, and a subway no, sandwich. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like paid tuition. That's like, that's crazy. Yeah, that is worth a lot of money. Um, but yeah, we're seeing a lot of alternative sports popping up, and we've mentioned this before. But the robots fight that's finally happening in uh, a couple, not a couple months, around nine months from now, uh, with Japan's robot versus our robot. Oh, go, go support our robots Kickstarter because they have one. Because we need. Yeah, to and they're make, trying to make, make a version two, and it's gonna look awesome, and it's gonna have a chainsaw. I I said this to myself when I saw that Kickstarter show up. I'm like, you know what? You're not American if you don't support this. <laughs> go like go. I'm I'm seriously considering get, donating a lot of money just so so I can see this happen. Yeah, I I just want to see a giant chainsaw arm. It's awesome. Yeah, um, I want a poster and shirt. I, oh, I was talking to a friend about it, and there was their biggest concern was that. It's it's cool, but it's expensive and it's gonna be very slow because of the size and you know everything. It's gonna be way too much money for you know how little of a actual thrill it's you're getting out of it. Uh, you're getting like a, maybe an hour or two's worth inter- of entertainment for a couple million dollars, and uh, a lot of and they're like, oh, I don't know if people are willing to pay for that, um, or companies would be willing f- to produce that. And I'm like, well, I mean, football and every other comp- every other sport costs millions of dollars to produce. Not every only time like, they do, we think about like game. WWE or, or, or a Night of Raw, like it's the same thing. Right, right. But but not only that, I think that you know, giant robots. There's just an appeal in that. We've it's it's ingrained in our world culture to see giant robots punching each other in the face. And it got me thinking, you know, how would we make that as a as a sport? viable how would we make that as a sport you know more uh more easy to to easier to perform easier to uh create and you know what are the cost benefits like uh basically it boils down to should we make them we should we make giant robots or should we make miniature robots i mean there's already miniature robot battles well i mean i mean in the style of giant robot battles so every Imagine a lot of people imagine when they think giant robot battles. Robot battles, they imagine like Gundam, 
mm-hmm. would be the only way to make robot battles that look like that would be miniatures. We just need miniatures. to get into space. We, <laughs> we just need to get in a little bit into space, and then I think we're good. I I don't think space would help. I think no. I mean, it... <laughs> isn't Gundam? Aren't half the time they're in space fighting each other? Right, but they're still like technological disasters in terms of like balancing and you know how engineering would not support a system like that like a human body can't be built to that scale it doesn't work like that's why elephants look the way they do it's 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 a gravity and physics you know acting in a certain way so i think building on a smaller scale would be much more possible or much much easier to create that sort of look and style maybe like Smaller, as in maybe like the size of you or I, like an actual person, or even smaller no, than us? even smaller than that. So like oh, half person cool. size or a third person size. Well, it's it's not as cool. That's part of one of the the downsides. But uh, there's more design. <laughs> there's more design possibilities. It's, it's like that's the one con. Not yeah. as cool. Uh, they're compact. They're easier to transport. It's easier to set up stadiums and things like that. Um. Human pilots would not be in danger because they would just be piloting from a distance or from a uh, right like a, a AI suit or a VR suit, um, and in general, it'd be easier to produce because it'd be cheaper, much cheaper, and it'd probably be right. easier to program because you're not accounting for a human body inside of it. Um, the uh, the alternative would be giant robot battles, which would look cool, have human pilots within within them, which is kind of adding a, a, an extra element of excitement to it and you know adding a whole new kind of skill which i think a lot of people would be see as an appeal um and they would be easier to showcase in arenas that we already have set up uh i mean they'd be easier to showcase in in general because it would it's easier to see from a distance i'm not Uh, saying arenas could be bigger whereas with smaller robots they would have to be uh video broadcasting and in a way, I feel like this, the smaller one is probably more viable. It's probably, it's more likely to happen. You know, it sort of mm-hmm. is happening in a way. Like you see the, the bot battles and stuff. Like we all right. heard of them. But they're those little, look lame. Like, little, yeah, they they're do Roombas. Look lame. Right. It's just, and I think that's all they're ever going to be. To be completely honest. Um, I honestly, yeah. Jeff, let me talk. Let me, let me just say my thoughts. I honestly feel like robot battles in general aren't, aren't going to take off. This is just a once in a lifetime thing, and that's pretty much all it's going to be, from from what I can see how this is going. From all the, the fa- pretty much the facts you just stated, like yeah, it's going to be hard to build stadiums. It's going to be hard to do a lot of things. Like, and the fact that we're going to try it out once is going to let us see a lot of things. So, like, what we can do, what we can't do, what we can improve on if they want to go improve on these these types of things, and all the stuff that comes after that. Well, I didn't know um, your name was was Nancy, Chris. Uh, my name isn't Nancy. Why are you so negative? I'm not negative. I'm super excited for this, and I want to be there when it happens. Like <laughs> I am so for the big robot battle, and I'm so for it this one time. I just like I I don't see a future for it. I just figured like this is a one time entertainment. If they want to do this thing on a smaller scale, like maybe once a year, then sure, go ahead. Like what the hell? That's awesome. Um, it's just in general, I don't think robot fights have a future. Uh, you know, when you see movies like Pacific Rim or uh, Real Steel, I mean, sure, there they have a future, but I mean, it's not going to ever replace real boxing or things like that. I, and I'm mm. saying this now, it's 2015. Who knows what's going to happen in 2050 or like 2245, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe we're going to be half robots and we're going to have like cyborg Joseph Stein against uh Mark 5 uh Sylvester Stallone, you know? Who knows? Anyway, um, Jeff, you had some thoughts that you wanted to add into the discussion. I did have thoughts, and I have multiple thoughts. Oh, God. I'm going to start with the second thought. Second thought was, if it's an issue of making this, like, an economically viable thing, as long as it gets popular enough, I mean, any it's expensive I mean, it's to put giant on any, robots. Su- any support. Any, it's expensive to put on any sport. Mm-hmm. So if it just got popular enough and all you needed were, like, less upkeep because the stadiums would be smaller and the arenas would be smaller and it wouldn't be nearly as many players or combatants to deal with. Maybe I could see something happening there, especially. I just think the appeal of giant robots would make it profitable from the get go. Like, I think you could like, you could garner huge pay-per-view events immediately. Like the, the, like they would sell millions of dollars worth of profits right off the bat. Just because of the the idea of robot battles, like like that Perhaps. look like that look like that don't look like Roombas, that don't look like giant moving boxes, but actually look like what we imagine giant robots to look like, I think that alone will get people excited and get people interested. Yeah, it'd be a good start. Yeah. Um, and the other question I had was, uh, do you see some kind of esport? developing that combines like regular sports and esports or does that already does that already exist and i'm unaware if there is a madden league for esports oh my god that would be the funniest it's thing like ever. football well, I, I, I didn't mean it like, like that, that i is, meant I, it more no i meant well, it I mean, more like chess boxing oh i, I guess i just i thought the, the thought crossed my mind like what if the miami dolphins made it to the super bowl except like only in the madden esports league and none in the real have, nfl league i have two thoughts First of all, chess boxing makes me think of this could also work for checkers, but instead of having one piece automatically overtake the other, it's like their units with like strength and everything, and they have to fight either in a Pokemon style battle or through actual like Smash Brothers style combat or fighting game style combat. One mm-hmm. beats the other. Uh and the other thing is I saw a video recently uh <laughs> UFC Street Fighter. Uh two guys uh <laughs> took the some footage of uh rocket league games and added their own announcer commentary to it and it sounds amazing and i was just no, i'm I just, sure it does i just real talking, world's rocket league no but i'm talking about a real life sport combined with some sort of video game right right real, real world's rocket one league sport. and i thought i thought that'd be really cool to see like football but with like mods like can you imagine football with like uh like a Madden sort of game, but you have like these added like ability boosts and things like that, that like the coach or whatever player is playing as the coach could like implement at different times, you know, strategically to like make players better. Or do you like, so the guy who's wearing the funny hat has magic powers. And whenever he like points at another player, that player is vaporized for like five minutes or frozen in time. I think that would work a little bit better, Jeffrey, but sure. We could murder people. I said five minutes, he'd come back. But would he be the same man? Or would he be, no, it'd be merely it'd be a, a copy? He'd be a copy, but he'd have all the memories of the original. <laughs> it's pretty dark. It is pretty dark. Makes you question. Makes you question. <laughs> yeah, but uh, do you guys want to get into one of our fan topics? Go uh, ahead. That would be great. <laughs> I like the I like one of them a lot. I'm not going to say which one it is. Well, that's that's very confusing. 
How do I know I'm going to choose the right one? We'll never know. Well, pick one, and then I'll just be upset and passive aggressive for the rest of the. I'm gonna podcast. I'm gonna take a guess. Uh, hey guys, I'm Ben from Michigan, and I've been listening for a couple weeks, and I've really been enjoying the podcast. Now I have a few. Si- now I have a kind of serious question and a less serious one. First, the serious one. Why do you guys think the 3DS has been dominating the handheld market recently? Because it's the only good one. I'm sorry. Thanks, Ben from Michigan. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> uh, why is it the only good one, Chris? Uh, it has a library that is, like, ever-growing, no matter what I feel like of... this is going to be an episode where we insult Sony again, so I apologize No, 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 in no. actually, that is such a lie. What I, I, I'm saying, I am a 3DS fanboy, in a way. Like, the 3DS is great, and I believe it to be better than the PS Vita. As far as the library go... However, you there are plenty of people out there that will disagree with me. You know what the you know the worst you know the worst uh, handheld is the Windows uh, Phone. Bam! Take that, Microsoft. Is, okay, could you consider just, the Windows Phone? I figure any phone. Well, is I mean, the they worst don't have handheld. a handheld, so they're just leaving themselves open for that one. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they've never. Had and the one. Windows Phone sucks. So, I, I, if Xbox had a like a mobile, you know, type of you know, gaming platform, I would kind of kill myself because that would just make everything worse. I would need but, three but things. But Microsoft there. doesn't need it because they, no, they have they, their they PC don't stuff. need it, and I like the fact they don't have it because their system's great. I'm not... All right, I'm just saying their system's great, Sony's system's great, Nintendo system's great, okay? God, let me just say that right now. Wait, Game Breaker. You want to say the... What you're if, saying the Vita's great? Uh, yes, the Vita is great. It but is I not, just, my friend. All right, at, Adam, I Adam, have a Game Breaker idea. Sub- What's the Game Breaker idea? And why are you what if inst- what if instead of releasing like a handheld thing and a a handheld console and a home console you released two of the same like from the same vein like a Wii U No well <laughs> y- kind of no i mean like you released in in one console generation you uh, a company foregoed the other and just made like two home consoles or two Handheld consoles. That would just be dumb, though. Yeah, Jeff. it would dumb, probably yeah. be really dumb. But that let's just would be lacking the, in something. You're not let's dumb, just Jeff. explore the dumb. Let's, let's just explore, explore the dumb a little bit. That's All this right. podcast. That's what every listener does every week, and they're like, "I guess I'll tune in." Adam, <laughs> I I do want to say though, like the the way that the 3ds and the way that the PS Vita play are very different, and I think each has a lot of strengths. I will say the 3DS, you know, has a, a library of games. It's being supported like every day by new developers and old ones as well. Um, and you know, it has awesome features like the SD card slot in mm-hmm. comparison to the PS Vita, where the PS Vita is like Sony's spe- specific is a nightmare. Is an actual it's, nightmare. To be completely honest, techno like you know, as far as compared to the side, PSP, which was perfect in every possible way, and uh, I even I even like the UMDs. No, I, didn't, I never. I like, like the no UMDs. one like the UMDs. I, I, I like, like the, the UMDs. You want to know why? Came with a protective case, so stupid people like me couldn't break their disc. That's uh, that's your fault for breaking your disc. It's it's their fault as well for like in just in general using discs. Why not use cartridges like they do now? Because getting back to better. Ben from Michigan's question, I'm sorry. The 3DS is I, fantastic. I would say that. Well, first of all, you should remember the 3DS is. Um, when it first came out, it was doing horribly. Um, and then it, it was turned doing around so bad that they had, they had to massive... make a program to give people stuff for free because they decided to I was to part of that in. program and it was great. Yeah, I was super happy. Program? Like, 
I've, I've accepted, yeah, the ambassador program. And I, I, I was acceptant of the fact that, okay, I guess I could have waited and not spent $80 more. And then they did the ambassador program and I was like so much happier. Um, even though like half the games I thought were terrible, but the well, other half were great. You got like half, you got an entire library of games that don't exist on the 3DS still. Well, that didn't. Some of, some of them do now, not all of them yet. Uh, but they will, hopefully, probably. I got to play um, Ice the, Climbers. Yeah. That wasn't um, fun. But the other thing, <laughs> but the other thing was, um. Ice Climbers is a terrible game. I, I think the 3DS <laughs> works so well. One, because of its library. I mean, it's just, it brings out so it, it's brought on the Nintendo uh franchises that sell. We're talking Mario, we're talking Pokemon, we're talking uh Smash we're talking Smash Bros, which is a first for the cons for the handheld. And we're talking um what's the other one I'm thinking of? Animal Crossing. I mean the three DS uh, sold amazingly in Japan. Like everyone did, has a three DS in Japan. It's yeah. it's such a Japan was such a good market for the three DS that it only made sense to try to push it here because they thought if it sold well over there because people were willing to invest early on and continue to invest afterwards, all they had to do was try to get into our hands. That's all they needed to do. They needed to but the other thing try was it because most people just weren't huge... trying it. Well, the other thing was, as opposed to the Wii U, which is like kind of takes from takes a lot of cues from the Wii, but in a confusing way, the 3DS was clearly more clearly different than the DS, but it still retained the basic functions. You have a dual right. screen. That's the console. It feels the same or mostly the same. And it has 3D, sort of, kind and of. And there are buttons and now on it. Does. it. And you there know, are buttons on it. As much as I love the 3DS and the DS in general, I hate the dual screens, which is why, why I... the dual screens? I, I, because I, I'm never, I was never into that experience to begin with. I just got used to it because, you know, the games I wanted to play were on the 3DS. It's, it's the same argument I, as the dual... As the, Having the gamepad in in your lap and having yeah, that's the TV it's in front like of you. why that's exactly why I don't like the Wii right, gamepad, right. Um, which is the the one thing I want to you know praise the the PS Vita for is because I feel like it keeps like the essential like what what they're trying to translate from like the, their console series like like that series. stupid back backside touchscreen. We'll see the essentials. No. The problem. Okay, so <laughs> here's my thoughts on why the Vita was bad. The Vita was bad because the games were too good. And the system itself was too strong. So. It was too weak. No, no, it was too strong. Okay. Because when people would, so when developers wanted to make a game for it, they had to make pretty much a triple A game for it. And that's, you know, if, if a studio bombs on a triple A game, that could be sh- a shutdown of an entire studio. Whereas yeah. with Nintendo and the 3DS, you know, you're not looking at that too advanced of a graphics. Um, it's, Maybe you double the 3D, like, the the Vita showed too many flaws very easily. Not even that. It's just it they because developers were afraid to make games for it. Um, it was too big of a gamble, so it just yeah. had no library. It's I'm it's all about it's, it's the library. library. Ended up just becoming visual novels and JRPGs. And yeah. if you didn't like visual Adam, novels, your favorite things are Japanese stuff. So. Yeah, but Adam's not the <laughs> American market. I'm, I'm not so the American I, I market. What, and not only that, he's a consumer. I'm also consumer. not interested in visual novels. I have no interest in playing a visual novel like that. Like, especially on the go, in public, in front of people. That's weird. Oh, but I really see what Excuse Dan's, me. I really see what Dan's saying. He's got a great point. I mean, it's, it's like the Wii U situation in a way, except it's more that it's confusing and sold badly. 
So yeah. they don't want to take a lot the of games. A lot of fun doesn't have games or a library. It's just not going to sell. Well, not only that, exactly there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with the PS Vita that a lot of people don't realize. First of all, a lot of the things about the Vita control wise, a lot of the extra features don't make sense. And like the back screen is so that like they have. No, are you the, talking in, about the touch screen? The t- touch screen on the back side, the touchpad, or is a weird is. sort of feature they implemented so that like. If you wanted the player to manipulate the ground underneath the character, they could. But it's such a niche feature that it doesn't make sense to have. I and mean, that's so, not for every game. I think that was It's not for every specifics. game. But the fact is that no game was using it because it didn't make sense. There, no, things have that, used it for different reasons. Just not for the reasons, I would say, not for mainly gameplay. Right. It's like other stuff, other mechanics. Right. Um, the other thing was that there's a lot of uh, design choices, including hardware, that on the Vita don't make sense. Uh, their choice of memory storage is ridiculous. The way that files are set up is ridiculous. The way the UI is set up is ridiculous. A lot of but things see, turn away consumers. You have to pay like $50 for Sony's super special version of an, S- of an SD card or a micro SD card just to be able to store one or two games on their SD card. And if you have a physical copy of the game, they still need download space. So there's no point even, there's, there's very little reason for getting physical and digital weight takes up way too much space. So there's like this innate problem that you have to have extra SD cards, extra, extra of these special SD cards that cost a lot of money to begin with when they could have just used regular SD cards because they were trying to solve a privacy problem or a, a piracy problem that wasn't getting solved by this and it just didn't make any sense. They didn't think it. Through, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure really it's, killed the it's console still for a lot of people right now. I'm sorry. I, I feel like PlayStation piracy is pretty solved right now. I hope that was sarcasm. Uh, not necessarily. I'm. That is 100 percent wrong. You could hack the PSP very easily, but the PS Vita. The PS Vita. Was, no, no. The thing I is that heard. the SD card was made, uh, to be a Sony, like a specific Sony Vita thing. Yeah, no, so that no one would hack it, but, but Nintendo did the same thing with the GameCube with their tiny discs, and it didn't turn out well. Uh, it probably turned out a lot better than what they would have done with regular discs. Actually, no, it was the same exact thing. It was just as difficult to hack that thing as it was a regular disc. It's just a smaller disc. Paying for the smaller disc, rather. Paying to get it to use it. I mean, um, no, it's just is, all they ended, all, all Nintendo ended up doing was suffering memory size problems or, and, and dealing with, you know, an issue of, uh, general just storage. I mean, I guess. Then I again, like their memory Dan- cards weren't much better. I like what so. Dan was saying before, how, like, yeah, the, if you're talking about, like, technically, like, the PS Vita is way more, you know, it's in a terms lot of potential better. for, for developers, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. And it's I just, think they have to be able to live up to that. It scared people away. It probably scared yeah. people away. Which is sad because I've always told myself I I want to own a PS Vita. I just I don't see it, a reason. It for me was to own a it. great system. It's not like, worth the investment because there's nothing there. Just yeah. right now, yeah. I mean, the only thing I see like use for it now is remote play, but remote play st- sucks itself. Mm-hmm. Like because I, I, I used it, I used my. So unless you want it. Persona, you shouldn't really need to get a Vita. No, I mean, and, you, can you know, the classics anyway, going so. on the go, like, when I'm not with my PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3 and I can put things on my PS Vita, I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's just, so, uh, is it worth the, is it worth the investment to do that? Mm-hmm. And it's probably, it's, when I look at it, for me personally, I don't see it as, as being worth it. 
Right. I'm not knocking the system down. Like, I, hope, I know it's dead and it's probably going to be, I really hope it's not their last one. I hope they're next. They're still helping. making them. They're releasing two new versions of Colors. I mean, Colors, yeah, but like, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it's, a, it's already been considered a legacy system. Yeah. Right. No, I'm just saying as, that they're still trying to make it happen. As far as next handheld, if they decide to do one and they decide to change it thoroughly, like, I I really hope they make some. Major I have no idea because uh, Sony is set, shutting down a lot of their uh, like divisions and branches. I know a lot of their uh, different hardware divisions are getting shut down. I think TVs maybe are getting shut down. Maybe they'll shoot for the, what route people are kind of predicting Nintendo will take, which the whole with the whole hybrid console. Because the PS4 Maybe. works fine and it's popular. No, PS4 I know a lot wonderful. of people that like the remote play. I know a lot of people who use the remote play for games that it does work for, and they love it. I love I, it, love I mean, it. I play Destiny on remote play, and I like that. I'm like, and I think it's cool. super cool. I think it's Destiny amazing. Destiny in my hands, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I think it's I think it's a really smart In my option. hands. Yeah. I praise the Wii U for the same reasons. The PS, the PS Vita just does it slightly better by letting you do it, like, from miles away. Yeah. Uh, well, I I don't know how far away, but like I thought you had to be on the same Wi-Fi. Uh, one of my friends did it from his car. Were you outside of his house? No. Oh well, I don't like know about that. like not like like right outside of his house. We were far away from his house. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I don't claim to be an expert on that aspect of the Vita. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, Ben, because the competition is terrible for various reasons, either it doesn't exist. Or there's no games for it. Besides for go, mobile games. Go buy a 3DS and enjoy it. And if <laughs> in the future Sony comes out with a great handheld, a better one that's more better. Do you think that the uh, the Steam mach- this, the portable Steam machine will uh, contend uh, with the Wii U? No. Uh, if the games... Are the games going to be transferable from your regular Steam yes. account? Yes. Everything that you then play think, in your Steam library? Then I think it's a very playable. strong... I think it's portable a very strong competitor. Portable Steam machine, you say? Yes. Like, like, handheld. Yes. Yes. Uh, on the I, go. Uh, I kind of, that's like having an Xbox on the go or a PlayStation because they have like AAA is on Steam pretty much. Yep. They have every game on Steam pretty much. That's it probably won't be able to play everything. Uh, Colin, I remember said a few episodes ago that he's just hoping it plays games from like 2004 and prior. And I think I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good bar to set up. Uh, I don't know. I so a, basically, I mean, most you're gonna, most you indie can't games, just have old and, games. I'm sorry. You can't just have old games. Well, he means basically just most indie games and most uh, lower graphically intensive games. I I, I just because you're not going like to be I... able to play uh, Shadow of Mordor on a, a mobile platform like that. There's just no you won't way be able to play Metal Gear Solid Five on a mobile platform. Probably not. That... Probably not, Adam. My I mean, desktop can't even run that much. The, my desktop can't even run Ground Zeroes. I don't know. I don't feel like it'll be worth getting. We don't know that much about it, though. So. I don't know. Anyway, let's go to the second part of his question, since uh, we covered the first part. He asks us as well, uh, would you rather have the Master Sword, the Falchion, the Folian Lock Monado, or some other video game exclusive weapon? Personally, I take the, the Monado because its arts can do amazing things, such as give you super speed and a force field. Plus, it's a freaking laser sword. Anyway, thanks man- for being so awesome, guys. Ben. Thank you, Ben. The Monado is the ether of the Xenoblade universe. It can literally shape matter and reality. If you it's have not any of your own... question. Jeff, have you ever heard of a Keyblade? So shut up. 
and have you heard of our email? It's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. If you have any of your own topics, theme song submissions, questions, anything like that, send it over there. We'll read it on the show. Thanks for supporting us, guys. It's It's been a hell of a year. So uh, thank you again, and let's get back to the discussion. Sorry, I just wanted to... Well, I... Well, I'm just going to say, if anybody has any questions that can make me consider the Master Sword more interesting, go right ahead. I think we've discussed this before, where the Master Sword just needs to make, be made more powerful or more, I don't know, more enticing besides it's for, like, it's like the the only super effective weapon that works, that's, appa- works a, a, If you're at perfect health, it becomes a gunblade, at other times it's just a sword. <laughs> I like the Well, gun it's a aspect. sword that smites evil. Yeah. It does guys. smite evil. But if I have it, the Monado, I can just use the word smite, obsolete. and I like the word smite. Yeah, but so if if in theory, so say <laughs> say if we're looking at these swords from a realistic point of view, and each <laughs> of their attributes is in play, if an evil like demon of power or whatnot comes in the world, Monado's got to go do shit yeah. to it because he's fucking yeah. evil. He's wait what? Pure... What is your so, hold on? I, I I'm not getting your argument here. Is it that evil is only, is it, are we dealing with some sort of triangle weakness strength system where good defeats like, evil, evil defeats like gray, a, and the gray defeats the pure essence good. of evil, not like a physical the being. Pure Wait, essence. oh, okay, I was going to say, because that would be a really easy exploit if I was like, hey, Jeff, do you want some of these grapes? And he accidentally stole some grapes, and I just stabbed him with the Master Sword. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm talking, so, obviously, so, like, with Ganon, he is, you know, like, the pure essence of evil. Or whatnot, and the only reason Lincoln defeat him is because he has a master sword which smites evil, or he has a butterfly so, net, you know, depending on the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in that situation, if you had the Monando, you would be yeah. fucked because you couldn't kill. You could, you could, you if could slay you were, him, but he would just probably like immediately revive or resurrect, or he just if couldn't hurt him at you all. You had the Monado, you would literally just rip reality a new one and be like okay no more evil we're done here a world Jesus. with no evil that a is a world with no evil and hokey Zemo, british accents <laughs> yes a word a world with hokey british accents i like their voice acting can can i just say i want to take back what i said about the keyblade um, why <laughs> because the keyblade <laughs> all right so when i went to one of these cons you don't this commit last summer, no, 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 I... The Keyblade I, opens doors. That's what it does. Hey, man, it defeats it, Heartless. It'll, it opens any lock, including it, emotional It's also locks. a violent bashing <laughs> weapon. Yeah, I, I just want to say, it's like... It's a blunt weapon. I, I got to hold a, f- a few replicas of these weapons uh, at this Actually, time. Actually, if you choose certain parts, certain versions right. of the Keyblade, they have a lot of pointed edges. So it's basically a sword with a bunch of knives on it. Yeah, pretty much. Now, like I was saying, I got to hold things like the Keyblade... Uh, and one of my favorite ones, the Buster Sword. And let me tell you, the Buster Swords are pretty heavy. Yeah, the they Buster Sword is dumb. Obscenely heavy. I'm like, no way I can fight with this. It's that no it's, it's it's large enough to the point that it doesn't matter that it has an edge. I think you're <laughs> just gonna crush everything. <laughs> to, Adam, to the point. It's a sword. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Uh, I want to see Link dual wielding master swords. Oh that, no, you're gonna that's kill probably him. a little which much one, to ask. Wait, because then wait we'd but have then which one's the better? Swords. Which one's the better sword? No, worse is shield. Wait, what if it was like four swords? Where it's like how you duplicate? <laughs> oh, you could a have sword. the Pickery sword and then the master sword. No, that's hmm. just silly. That, that I'm that saying like we have. And he straps the bigger on sword to his back. 
<laughs> he's tra- yeah, and then he just like spins around. He charges at people, people and he that. spins the two swords in his hands, like a duck. Yeah, like a uh, no, like a noble duck. Um, personally, I, I mean, he said video games, so he didn't say like movies and stuff too. I don't really know because I mean, I'm I'm always gonna have to go with lightsaber. Oh, but God, I don't. You but I mean, because that's in Disney. There's a lot of video games that have lightsabers in them. But like they're not light. They're not the lightsabers, though. No, no, there is video games with the lightsaber in it because there's a lot of Star Wars. There's like a ton of Star Wars games, an absurd amount of Star Wars games. Can we choose vibroblades? Vibroblades are pretty dope. Yeah, because they they're basically good. lights. They're basically lightsabers, but without all the the fear of accidentally cutting yourself because you know you weren't looking I mean, the right way. I mean, you could if you look away from your vibroblade and you cut your hand off, you would actually cut your hand. I know. Off. Yeah, obviously, but it's like it's something that can stand up to a lightsaber, but it's without all the you know. Right. whimsicalness of a lightsaber. So I, I'd say fireboys are a pretty good option. Uh, but personally, um, I'd go with a lightsaber because it's cool and you build it and stuff. And that's yeah, pretty right. neat. Screw it. I'm going to go with the Oblivion Keyblade. Come at me, bros. Come at me. It's a blunt weapon. The the Oblivion Keyblade? By the way, up. that is not blunt. By the way, I don't count the Pokeball. I don't count Pokemon. Well, they say, like, because a lot of people are, like, video game weapon, and I've seen a lot of images of, like, which of these weapons from video games do you choose? And they have a Pokeball there, and I'm like, that's a device for capturing things. That's essentially a bug net. You could capture your enemy. No. You wouldn't even have to fight him. You wouldn't break a sweat. You just need a Master Ball. I I feel like at some point they probably have a... They they should have addressed that at some point. They would learn to love you in a way. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, if I captured you in a Pokeball, would you learn to grow a friendship with Never. Me? I'm gonna unless you have the appropriate badge. <laughs> Go to the gym, get ripped. I only uh, respect people that are swole. That's funny. I I kinda of feel like Pokemon's like a metaphor for like Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts even. <laughs> How? Because you get badges like when you accomplish certain things. It's funny. You don't capture animals in Boy Scouts unless I miss that part of Boy Scouts. That's I, called I trapping. Was never a Boy Scout, Eagle, Eagle Scout, or a Girl Scout. So I wouldn't <laughs> get your trapping badge. Yeah, that's called trapping. Trap Lord. Wonderful. Uh, Dan, that's what did you say you would choose? Animal. What? What did you say you would choose again? I, I want to be sure. Um, I don't think. I don't know. You were arguing Actually, pretty heavily wait. for that Master Sword. I'm just saying, if uh, if we're looking at those three. Oh, I, oh, he said, or any other video games. Oh, he thing. did. Okay. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't you, mention lightsaber. You could choose the energy sword from Halo. Yeah, that thing is unwieldy fun. as heck. It's just uh, like it's also it'll run out of energy after a while. So you'd be and sure. there's no way to hold it other than like by the handle, which is in the middle of two other parts of the burning energy blade. I mean, you you only it's like a light. Swords. It's like a poorly designed lightsaber. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's for an alien race. This is also true. It is also gripped. The the grip is designed for an alien hand with three fingers. So if you were the thing from that one movie, what was that? What was that movie? Was District Nine? Something like that. Yes. You were the guy had the alien hand. You could totally. He could totally wield that. The guy with an alien hand sounds like a bad movie. No, it was called District Nine or something like that. I know it was called District Nine, but I'm saying. The, the phrase, the man with the alien hand, sounds like a really bad movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Or, oh, the fairy sword would be pretty cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, since we were talking about Metal Gear Solid, I'm gonna go with the yeah. fucking Vibroblade thing. I wanna do that. The Vibroblade? Yeah. 
the Raiden Sword or whatever it's called. It's called the Vibroblade as well. Hang on. Vibroblade, I know... High uh, Frequency Blade, sorry. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the Vibroblade I remember from being from the Knights of the Old Republic games. Or something like like yeah. Soul Age. Would you also want or... the suit, Dan? Oh, imagine Dan and, Dude, the and, suit right, and writing the suit. That would be awesome. I'd be all about that. It'd be kind of weird being mostly robotic. But, and you know. being naked all the time. Just constantly naked. Well, naked under the suit. I mean, they're, the, it's the like suit how is you're your naked. body, so you'd be naked. Well it's, like how you're, well, it's like how you're naked under clothes. You're not really naked. You're wearing something. <laughs> the, no, you're not I, wearing... I was, you're not wearing a suit. have a body, be, though? No, no, no. I, th- I think he, he is mostly robot. So yeah. He is naked, because the robot body is his only body. True. I don't think it counts. Oh, no, wait. Change my mind. Time what, Dagger what from change? Prince Persia. <laughs> the Time oh, okay. Dagger... That's pretty cool. So you can oh, go back wait. six seconds. I can yeah. control all time, man. Can I get the hidden blades? The hidden blades from Assassin's Creed Two. Hey, you can buy that at a store. Right yeah, now, I, I, my friend actually owns a hidden blade that he got from GameStop Rewards, and it was awesome. Pretty neat. I feel like that's something they should have never included in GameStop Rewards, but <laughs> you know, GameStop <laughs> Rewards hey, now a has weapon. a bunch of. You need they like actually have a bunch of thinky things now. <laughs> you want you want you want a hidden blade or do you want a gun? We just have a gun, a thirty-eight yeah, caliber just gun. Just you know, whatever. Who cares? It's GameStop. Power to the players. <laughs> <laughs> Literally power to the players. Ultimate power. A gun is ultimate power. Wait, does a piece of the Triforce count? Or the Triforce? What are you going to use that? Is this throwing star? No, I thought we were talking about weapons. I mean, the Triforce is kind of a weapon. If it's you a use throwing it right star. Way. The Chaos Emeralds? Are those a weapon? It's kind no. of an item. You can do a Chaos Mystic Emerald Artifact. Sword. But then so is the Monado. Artifacts. Adam, weapons. no, we're getting... We're, we're devolving into... I'm so into confused, useless. Jeffrey. Help me. <laughs> no, stop. What's that orange sword thing that Shepard has? The orange sword. The Omniblade? Like, Omniblade. The orange That's, sword. The orange sword. I it also has a bunch of other cool tools. Because it is an omni tool. But it has an omni oh. blade. So is it like a a, a freaking uh, Swiss Army knife? On yes. His, like suit? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty cool. You know what? I'm going to switch my answer, answer to that. Because it has a bunch of tools. It's useful. <laughs> it has like a toenail clipper? <laughs> Maybe. Because like, it's big. When a commander needs to save the galaxy, his toenails need to be properly trimmed. <laughs> That'd be funny. Chris. I'm not doing it for you. Excuse you. Speaking of people with probably properly trimmed toenails, we have another fan topic that I'd like to get into. <laughs> I'd just like to thank all of our fans for being, like, you know, clean and... Uh, clipping your toenails. Clipping their toenails, hygienics and stuff. Dan wants you to clip your toenails. Brush your teeth twice a day and floss once a day. I don't do any of You'll that. You'll thank me later. Hey, Zelda Informer that, Podcast. That's disgusting. Do you think... <laughs> I couldn't ignore it. <laughs> do I think what? <laughs> hey, Zelda Informer Podcast. Do you think Zelda you could have an online multiplayer mode where you battle, where you could battle with other links or do a quest with them? They could make an island in the game for it where you need to get... Uh, this is written. Um, 
We can make an island in the game for it where you need to get to go on boat. Uh, they could have a special area, basically, he's asking. Uh, like, like Battle Frontier and Pokemon, but online. Thanks for reading my question. Thank you for sending in your topic, Michael. Um, I'm going to say I hope not. Yeah, God, I hope not. <laughs> what would we call this island? I hope not island. <laughs> I hope not island. <laughs> island. I hope so. Disgusting island. I hope so. Why? Like, why do you hope so? Because I want an island with like dungeons that you complete with other people. But Jeffrey, Triforce Heroes is going to offer us thirty-two dungeons to play with your friends. Adam, I don't care. I'm sorry, but like nothing's making me excited for Triforce. You Heroes. know what? I think you know it'll what? be fun, but I honestly don't. It's just not. It's just not hitting me. It's you know what? You know what, Jeff? The hype is not coming. Uh, what it's a good I thing know? that Triforce Heroes is three players because I see the two people that I'm going to play with, and it's Dan and Chris. It's not gonna I don't think they both want to play. I, I I see the two other people I want to play with, and it's Dan and not Adam. Oh, <laughs> hey, not that Adam. Was, that was that was that was unnecessary. All right, so me hurt my feelings, Chris. I'm gonna say why I don't <laughs> think there should be multiplayer. Reason? You. No, this is the internet. Um, we just must we must spout opinions without just cause. Th- so, and it's obviously like. If there is, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's a shitty idea. Like, I just, going into it, I think it would be a waste of resources and time for them to Mm -hmm. devote to a multiplayer function for a Zelda title. Um, I I kind of felt the same way with Mass Effect 3. Like, they didn't need the multiplayer. It was great multiplayer. I liked it a lot. Um, I just would not have even blinked if it wasn't in the game. Like, it probably could have finished that ending. This kind yeah. of reminds <laughs> me. This actually reminds me of an article soccer I wrote, uh, in his, uh, column in, I think, Nintendo Dream a while back. He was talking about extra features and how. Oh, yeah. Game it's not ignoring don't... one feature by implementing another. Yeah. But you're not that is a false statement from a guy who doesn't apparently understand production schedules. Which right, is but the other, but the other thing is, it's supposed to be bonus content. If you don't think it's important, someone else might think it's important. They might enjoy it for that reason. But they usually need to finish the the, the regular content first, and if that's not finished, then the bonus content just right. is seen as something that was done. It was a waste of time that should have been foregone in favor of finishing the overall product. Maybe that's why Zelda used being delayed because they had to make Battle Sword. Man we don't. Island. We have no idea why Zelda used it's, being delayed. It's, I hope not. Island Jeff. It's, it's being it's, delayed because Nintendo likes to put out a good product. I like. I like how people have gone. Dan. On the, Dan. Dan. Uh, thank you for coming in with the logic. Uh, I'm just saying. Like I our, mean, like you, you sound like our readers. Time a Nintendo yeah. game like. Game well, you sound like a reader down. is when they first announced Zelda U as being delayed. Now it's now it's become. I don't give a shit if it's delayed. I just want it to be awesome. That's all I quality, care. About. <laughs> a quality Zelda game. That's what right. you want. Yeah. That's what we all want. Well, well, most what's, people, uh, what's one of the recent games well, that got most, delayed? And it's oh, Mighty uh, Number no. Nine. Uh, most of the fans of oh, that's not a good that's not a good thing to use as an argument, Chris. That's not an argument. Right. Good it got delayed. I'm, um, I'm is is it bad? Is it bad? Uh, people aren't it's happy about it. People aren't happy about the delays. Uh, but the, it's gone. I'm from, happy about it. They're polishing the, the game, Zelda U delays great. have gone from people saying like, "Oh, Nintendo, take your time, take your time," to people going like, "When's it coming out?" To and well, the re- and most the other people and most it. people are like, "I really hope it's worth the wait now," because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's been completely silent for no reason. 
You know, to those people, I say, I hope Nintendo releases an unfinished product and you cry yourself to sleep. Well, that'll just be even worse because then they delayed it for nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, it's, not, it's, it's not just that people want to know, like, when, like, need it to come, need it to be soon. We just need to know some more information. We literally have no idea what, we have some idea what ballpark release. It's, were, date Nintendo, it Nintendo, your mother just wants a text to know that you're doing okay. We don't need to know what you're doing with your friends. We just I don't want to know you're they safe. Need to tell anyone anything. It's a Zelda Daniel, game. They know they're going to sell. They probably don't need to advertise too much. Daniel so Rutherford Jones. It? Why not keep it on the down low? And your mother works hard when, and slaves right. over a hot stove every day to make your video games played. And you know she deserves a little bit of love and a text and I love you every now and then. I'm so. just saying. When I look things at- are like teased and advertised a lot. It's probably a new title or new franchise, and no one knows about it. So they need to get the word out. Uh, yeah, like I Super think Mario I- Maker. I think and Halo. The thing that they don't need right now. And I'm every saying other game ever. There's so they can do that. I'm saying they don't have to because they know it's going to sell. Yeah, they, but they've just they, Zelda's established itself in in the industry as like you know. Just you know what it is. You know what it's, you sort of know when it's coming. Just, just wait. Just okay. Hold up. They don't have to, but uh, they uh, should. No, you know what they shouldn't. <laughs> I'm they sure really they shouldn't. will once they yeah. feel like it's ready. We're probably gonna get a direct about it, and like you know what, I honestly don't want it. I want to be completely surprised. Like we did. I mean, for you and I, I don't even when... want an announcement that it's out. I just want to walk into a store one day and see it on a shelf and be very <laughs> confused. Yeah, actually, I kind of want to see that. I'm not even against that because that'll be get amazing. me even more hyped. I'll be like, oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> they, I can't believe they did that. Well, the thing and is, and I want, I, I want to just show up to Disney one day and see Nintendo uh, theme park rides everywhere, and no yeah, warning. Yeah, exactly. I also no warning. It just. No construction, just happens. <laughs> they just they just put it up one night. I'm just saying yeah. that the main reason why I want to hear something about Zelda you so badly is because I feel like Nintendo's hyping up. Um, well, I was gonna say Star Fox. Leaving it hyping. without any context or any sort of information is just gonna let people's imaginations run wild, and people would say that's a good thing. But I think that's the worst possible thing. Yeah. for a game. Because what you end up doing is letting people create these fantastic dreamscapes of what this game is going to be. Speculation runs wild. And whatever game, no matter how good of a game you come out with, it's always going to disappoint. Because it's not as good as what people have been imagining and envisioning anyway. for months even if and we months. Saw, even if we see more things, it's gonna. It's just like any other game that you see like all these really good parts come out. And then you get the game and it's like, wow, they hyped it up so much and showed off so much cool stuff. But there's stuff I don't like in here. Not to say that happens with Nintendo games a lot. That's a rarity. But they talk, but they at least, they don't leave you thinking about it too much, about speculating about it too much because they're giving you enough. They're, they're satisfying that curiosity enough that all you're thinking about is how excited you will be to play the game as opposed to what the game actually is. In the same, and I think that's the same thing with, uh, uh, No Man's Sky that my biggest problem is just, what is this game about? I don't know. I still don't know what it's about. I've seen maybe a few things that you can do in it and I still. No, someone galaxy. finally explained to me that it's to, the the point of the game is to get to the center of the galaxy, and now oh, I yeah, understand. Everybody's racing to and, the center. No, they're and, racing to the center of the universe. And you know what? It sounds even dumber than what I thought it was going to be about. And that's the funny thing because it took me like a year or two to finally hear what it was going to be about. 
don't know if that was for everyone, but no one else seemed to know the answer. So I'm going to, I think it was a recent announcement that they made that it was actually, you know, a race to be the center of the galaxy. And that was disappointing to me. And I think that Zelda U might be the same way if they don't release more information soon, where I'm going to get to this point where I'm going to have an idea of what it should be. And then whatever it will be is just going to be a, a, a failure in my mind, regardless of how good it is. And I think that's unfair to the game for, and it's unfair to us to, you know, create that relationship even before we ever had our hands on it, even before we've been able to play it. Dang. Well, I think you're wrong. Well, I think you're stupid, Jeff. Good talk. Thanks. Thanks. I, Thanks. I love our I love our talks. Me too. But anyway, I'm still for uh no what was it? No way in hell island? What are we calling that? No, no it's it's I I don't want it or I, ho- I hope not. I hope it's not. It's get get your friends out of my game island. Get your friends out of my game. This is my Zelda and I'll play it by myself for myself. There's one last thing I did want to talk about that I thought was really cute. And it was the uh when the Phantom Pain was launched, uh a surprise announcement was also announced. Duh. Uh the Little Big Planet Well okay. Little Big Planet Three is getting a set of Metal Gear Solid the Phantom Pain costumes and they're adorable as heck. And you should get them, because they're adorable as heck. I stopped Little Big Planet a while. Even though I actually purchased Little Big Planet Three, uh I haven't played that game in a long time. I, I don't have think not I'll be going back to it in a while. Mm-hmm. But uh it's cool. I just thought it was really cute. And we're reaching that time where we're kinda of wrapping up. So I just want to kind of throw out things that I saw this week that were pretty cool. Uh, I also saw that you can get the entire Deus Ex series for less than $7. Uh, that's going to be down below for those of you that are interested. Uh, and also kind of a sort of side note thing. Super Mario Maker is going to be using every Zelda Amiibo, uh, according to Nintendo's website. So, cool fact. Not a big surprise. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's using all, it's already using like a ton of the amiibo yeah of course i mean like that's i think the idea is to use every single amiibo that they can Mm -hmm. (laughs) wow the 8-bit mario amiibo works if you can get it (laughs) because it's already in the game oh i got it well the 8-bit mario (laughs) amiibo creates a giant one it what it creates a giant mario see i didn't know that yeah and it can break blocks by stepping on them and running into them just wrecks the stage you know what i saw the other day uh because you haven't told me (laughs) jeff making me so mad uh there is there was a thing uh it was basically a giant lego blocks that you can use to build small structures so you could build like a shed or or a little like treehouse out of lego blocks that's awesome and it works and I want it. So we can make a real-life Legoland? Yes. Or I can make a real box to put Dan Jones in. Imagine. Anything your heart desires. Out of Legos. That's, that's <laughs> I don't know cute. what I'm talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a perfect way to... Imagine. Anything your heart desires inside of this box. You can yeah. even have yourself a Dan Jones. You can even have... But it has to fit inside this box. Oh, and be like made out of Dan's Legos. like... Blood and bones all or Jones skin in the box. Dan, do you usually do you usually create your art inside Factory boxes? Dan Jones. Oh, this is something we were talking about the other week because of the uh, Shovel Knight amiibo. Uh, do you think that more people are going to be making like custom amiibo 
figures or a lot of more a lot more companies oh. will be taking up Nintendo on their offer to be able to make custom amiibos. I hope not. Are you saying like a legit amiibo or just like people modding their amiibos? Legit amiibos. Like I want to. Oh yeah, amiibo. I think we're definitely going to see more. Oh, I hope not. Jesus. Well, Nintendo already says they're considering. Like they've been approached by plenty of companies, so it's well. They said they can say that whatever they want, but the, <laughs> they can the say fact that of they've the been approached is, by like, Moonman. But the quality of the product isn't going to be the same. Well, it also I mean, depends on be which better, companies we're talking yeah, about. I hope Slam not. Nintendo. I want the original Nintendo quality. I think I've made fun of every single company today, so pat on the back for me. And uh, I think that's a, that's a good way to wrap up the episode. So uh, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me. Uh, no it was problem, fun. It was long. It was too much. I hated it. It was enjoyable. <laughs> I just want to say we were, my life. we were right. <laughs> at a, at a, we, we were right last week about, about the Amiibo thing. And it happened right after we could say we were right. Here, wait, yeah. let's make a prediction so we can see if we're right about something. Uh, what's what's happening this week? Are there, uh, are there any announcement things? Uh, did you guys see uh, Slippy DLC for Smash Bros coming out soon? That is, oh no, <laughs> just no, no. Let's. I I, I want a decent shot at this. We That's gotta funny. we gotta make it count. I am calling Nintendo Direct announced this week. Uh, I'm, I'm going all out. Nintendo Direct announced next week. Oh shit! That's what I meant. Like, oh, next I mean the week. Alright, the week after next week. We're though. talking about like after Sunday. No, oh, Nintendo Direct in October. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, October. I'm gonna call this out. There's gonna be a Shulk amiibo for his underwear model. Oh, I got another one. Uh, uh, Octolings playable announced. All right. Um, All right. in December there's gonna be a. You know, we didn't ask you enough about packs, Dan. Ah, it's fine. We'll <laughs> Dan, how was PAX? We'll talk after the podcast. Yeah, we'll okay. talk afterwards. You could have uh, just said it was good. It was great, yeah. though. Yeah, it was there good. There you go. And uh, since you don't get to hear Dan's fun stories, uh, we give you this gift. As always, uh, Hero of Time Remix by Jeesh. Uh, so check him out online. Check out his Twitter, his YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Dan on Twitter. Uh, check out Extra Credits. Check out his streams. Check out Meat Cave Productions for Chris. Go to Zeldainformer.com yes! to see more stuff written by Jeff. And uh, other than that, have a good week. Thank you so much for Dan listening. Dan does art stuff too. It's neat. We, we, yeah. <laughs> All that down below or on Zeldainformer.com if you're listening through an audio app. Uh, thank you again and good night. Good night. Or, or good morning. Good, night. <laughs> good morning. Good afternoon. Go home. Hey. That was the worst time to clap. Watch out.
Triforce. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs>